Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another Bradley Basics podcast. I'm uh, back here in uh, Lakewood, Ohio, back by Poplar Demand with that Sheena Suvac's uh, gorgeous house here <laughs> close to the water. So, uh, you know, Sheena's podcast has uh, probably the most downloads on Bradley Basics. And it's a uh, so I figured I was out, I was out here for a uh, company event last night, and I figured I'd take the opportunity to uh, do a podcast with her the, the morning after. And uh, so here here we are. How are you doing, Sheena? I'm What's doing going on? Well, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So I uh, hear you you got a new role. You're a new you're a new product manager of a a cobot. Yeah. Uh, in, in the Lincoln Automation Division. Yeah. Can you explain to the audience what a yeah. collaborative robot is? <laughs> Yeah, so cobot is really smooshed two words together, so collaborative robot, um, and so it, it works along with a person. So um, what makes this great is that um, it really addresses that pain point that so many general fab, heavy fab, all these different industries are feeling. I mean, even Lincoln's feeling, and we actually have a cobot over in our machine division uh, helping us out, kind of another pair of hands, oh, wow. so to speak, is, is um, helping. So. It uh, increases, you know, um, uh, really productivity and efficiency like any, you know, automated system does. Right. However, it's so versatile, right? So you can get it on a cart and move it around to where you need it to be. Um, you can program several different parts on that. Um, it's not just one of those large, big investments, right? Like a fully automated system where you have it spec'd for a certain part or parts. Yeah, it's kind of stationary. Yeah, in a, and it becomes furniture sometimes, right? Right, right? So that's been like kind of what we've, because we've been in this, in, you know, this business for so long and have been serving all these industries and markets. It's been um, so like kind of like a tool that can grow for with sure. what you're doing, right? It's, yeah, and, and you know, I've sold a couple of them, and they're, they're, you know, I've got now I've got a good feel for how to program it. So it's very, it, you know, it's very easy in a sense. You still have to do some training, but it. It's it's pretty easy to do with the two buttons on the front end of the torch and so, stuff. So yeah, so we're to, to that point. Um, uh, we're all big on actually listening, right, to voice of customer and all that, and getting that feedback from folks like you who are like frontliners to the customers. Um, also doing intel to folks that may not have elected to work with us, and what were those reasons, right? And so how do we continuously improve and get better? Um, and some of that was just the ease of use for that. Is it as intuitive as we want it to be? So um, actually in uh, a week, um, we're going to be uh, sharing our user interface that Lincoln has uh, actually designed themselves. It's a, the Cooper app. Um, wow. That's and called so, the Cooper app? Yeah. Wow. And, it's, and so under the Cooper brand of Cobots that we've established. Um, and it's kind of cool because... The old Coop. Yes, right. Where's, where's old Coopy at? <laughs> right. And it's, it's kind of... It's so... Um, What's really nice about it is that now we have control of what it can and can't do and how we can make it easy. So, um, you know, not only do you not need to be a program expert, you don't need to be a welding expert either, which is really nice. Um, you just need to know um, basic wire size, the material of that, and then the gas. Um, and then we actually have... It kind of follows. So the, similar to the handheld wellers that we have. Yeah. So it's following like you. I it's just you. You know exactly where I was going oh, with okay. that. So I'm it was sorry. like it, no, no. It's no. We didn't, it's, we didn't script this by chance. No, so. no. Um, so <laughs> this is actually new, and it's not everyone knows about it. Um, is uh, it, it's following the premise of our commercial uh, interface on our welders. It's that ready, set, weld. But this is more weld by numbers. So there's actual buckets like one through eight is these numbers. Um, and in there is all these welding parameters and it's based on thickness of material. So what's really cool about that is, um, you know, all you need to know is like, 
the, the thickness of your material that you're welding on, or you're doing a fill or a lap weld, and then select that, and it gets you started. Um, we did a lot of beta um, uh, testing from different customers and, and kind of got that feedback, and most of them were dialed in really well. It kind of gave them like a really solid weld right away. Um, also, kind of when you talk about ease of use, uh, one of the customer sites, they said, if it's that easy, let's get the, t- the, d- the dump truck driver who has no welding experience, no robotic training. He just knows how to move the dump truck. Um, he got a quality weld down in 30 minutes. Wow. So these are just like testimonial things. Um, yeah. We've had some students do it too, right? So no experience with welding, get them on there. They also are like successful. That's so awesome. just talks about people being able to use the people that you have at your facility. Right. Um, and if you the welder is out or the person who would typically operate that you have a good user interface like that you'd be able to be that much more productive and efficient and keep things moving yeah we're in, we're you know inflationary situation this in comedy on a lot of levels so you know the, the the best way out of it is increased productivity mm-hmm. so here we go we've got a tool to, that that's awesome so so with this new role that you have how how is the uh, your your previous you know product management roles uh, how are you Bring any of those uh, think learn lessons into this this new role? Yeah, um, I think you know because this obviously is like a new. It's a whole new market. It's a whole new journey, yeah. shall we say? Right. So, are you bringing a lot of a lot of your experience to bear? Yeah, I think there's there's some of that. I think um, to be honest, you know, there was just the two of us. Uh, my boss, who was established as the business manager originally, and then. Then I got added, and now we're growing the, the group, which has been really exciting um, to have them more dedicated on our stuff and focus on our, our products and developing it. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's very different, right? So there's some stuff that I would necessarily – I would be on it. I'd be the one managing some of the stuff. Let's say inventory management, supply chain, stuff like that. And I think because so – it's more of understanding like what – you know, my boss was managing before I existed, right? And then like, hey, that's more of a product management role. So let me take that on kind of thing. So there's a lot of stuff he was just handling. So he had all these balls in the air. And um, I think that's when they quickly realized I, they need a product manager to mm. help, you know, uh, facilitate that in these different areas of the business to kind of keep things going. Um, that's great. Yeah. So that's it's, great. It's so yeah, for our, our previous conversation before we started recording here, you, you get, you're going to have a couple direct reports now? Yeah, so there's uh, two people that were um, that we added into our group. They were already supporting our product pretty heavily, um, but then we're kind of shared across some other products and projects that they were working on as applications guys. Um, but they're super solid. I'm so excited for them to be part of our group because you know they want to work. They're excited about the products. They have a lot of ideas. Um, they have really good feedback. Um, they know how to handle themselves in front of customers. These are all good things, right? Right. Um, we're not adopting folks that we have to like work through stuff, right? So right. spend that time to get them up to speed. You yeah, know? they're in so some of those basic uh, yeah. traits that you need to have. So so excited that they wanted to kind of go under our umbrella and then really kind of continue to grow the That's business great. and be a part of it. Yeah, That's great. That's and great. A, and an engineering guy as well. We're going to have announced. He it's not going under me but having a dedicated mechanical engineer is going to be huge right so that's great yeah. that's great well you know you know I, I asked sheena to do this podcast where you know on just a little update of what her where her career path has been it's always c- continues to grow so it, it, you know i no, no big surprises for me there but i mean <laughs> it, i think it's great but what i wanted to have this podcast we're going to uh, sheena's been doing some work on, on leadership right you've been taking some courses or you're involved in 
And yeah, so, so she, that's what she wanted to talk about today on this podcast. So, you know, the, you know, going back to our questions, you know, how do you feel, uh, personal responsibility and leadership are related? Like, yeah. you know, cause it's, I think if you're, you know, for Bradley basics, as you can say a lot, you know, a lot of things I've been posting lately, I've, I've, I've kind of got through a whole thing of, I've done a lot of stoic reading on stoicism, you know, a lot of stoic things. And it's really just about yourself, about improvement. Content. And I, I, I believe like to be a good leader in, in today's world, modern world, you know, you have to be pretty solid with yourself. And, 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 and if you're, if you work on that, you, you can then help other people, you know, get to whatever level they're looking to do. So anyways, I, I just thought that was a good, a good question. Like to, yeah. So I just want to get your thoughts on that one. No. So I think as you, that stoicism, um, being self-aware, right? So your body language is so huge when you're listening to someone or you're in a meeting with, with a group of folks. Um, and I, I notice that I'm, I don't know, it's like I'm hyper sensitive to it. I can, I am very self-aware. Um, and I, I think when you're a leader, you really need to get that sense because there's stuff that people won't say, but you know, out of their audible, out of their mouth. Um, but you can read it all in their body language. Um, so when we talk about, you know, personal responsibility, being accountable, um, as a leader is is huge. Um, I think that kind of goes into also being very clear of what, you know, to the folks that are on your team, like if you have direct reports or even your fellow peers, like what is the objective? And you're all singing from the same choir sheet of music, so to speak. So, we're all engaged. We're all rowing to the same in the same direction, and so then there's no there's minimal um, sort of uh, confusion or uncertainty, and those things that people feel um, or they're not feeling respected or a part of you know the the collective. You know, mm-hmm. if you're very clear on what the expectations are for them, um, what we're all trying to achieve as a as a, in a common goal. Um, I think that's a huge thing, but I think as a manager or a leader, um, you know, you have to be accountable for that. So when you feel like you've communicated the best way you can, um, you also need to sit back and maybe listen. And we were talking about that earlier, um, where asking them questions and then really try to not interrupt them (laughs) because (laughs) that's challenging when you feel like, you know, so much about some topic and you're just like, I want to inject, you know, interject, you know, it's like. But there's that moment where it's like that patience to sit there and listen to them. You gain so much knowledge about um, maybe how you can then communicate with them to really get them on board because everyone is different. And we hear this about um, generational as well, you know, and it goes beyond generational. I feel like it is all and where you came up from, you know, your experiences in life mold you how you think how you get things done and um so yeah i just think just being accountable um is a big part of that responsibility but also just sitting back and listen and being patient uh with yourself and your people so i think it's a big yeah part. i think it's patience I, I know what you're saying you want to jump in and you want to interject but like we talked about before we start recording everybody has their own process and how they want to communicate right and some might be quick at it some might take a long time but i think yeah, that's that's where you have to consciously, you know, be self-aware of yourself in those moments and just sit down, listen, and 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 maybe look for that discovery yeah. moment, right? Yeah. Like, let it marinate, it, get the get let, the let it come out because if you, <laughs> you you might stop it, yeah, right, and that's 
as, as a manager, as a leader, that might be something you actually need you know, that you, you, you kind of squash it yourself by interjecting, you know, if you yeah. think about it. No, I, I agree. I think when we were talking about this earlier, it just, um, there are certain managers, um, that can't help themselves, um, in doing that. And like we were saying, it stifles other people's growth or even great ideas that could have been, um, really brought to the forefront if they didn't just really had set an environment where people had like a free open space to uh, speak freely and be heard Mm -hmm. and um, they can feel comfortable and saying, okay, well, these are things I think we might do as good continuous improvement things um, based on our business processes so we can maybe get this to our internal customers quicker or, hey, this might be a great idea for us to further um, educate people, have more self-awareness about a product or whatever it is. And so- we have so many new people um, of all various different ages, um, but I think some of the younger folks have um, different ways of how different touch points that some of the people who might be, um, you know, more seasoned that may not have thought of because there's so many different platforms that are growing and ever developing every day, every right. week. And, uh, you know, even I'm learning about certain things. I'm like, I had no idea whatever platform XYZ, whatever it is. And you're like, wow, that maybe that is a good thing to start or start maybe testing and seeing kind of we get traction that way so right it is cool yeah it, it it yeah i mean it's everything's evolving i mean you've got you know a real a real shift in a lot of things in society if you you know if you're like elon musk buying twitter right yeah you know that that's that's really i mean who knows what that you know i mean it, to me it's a pretty at 44 billion dollars that's a, that's a big investment but but he's you know he's uh you know, promoting free speech, you know, I mean, free speech is speech you might not want to hear. Right. But you have to listen to it. Right. Cause it's kind of, you know, a little more trunk trunk down what we're talking about being a manager, but you know, you have to listen to people. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's an example of free speech. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to shut somebody down and uh, you know, you think, think to yourself, well, why is that? Well, cause it, it relates to kind of what we're talking about being able to, for people to be able to express themselves and come up with good ideas. And I think what you said early on in the, in your processes, if you establish expectations right out of the gate and you create like some short-term, long-term goals and, you know, where the whole, whole group is going, that, that, that could be the North star for a lot of people. So they get off, they get back, they get off, they go off in these little rabbit holes of their own mind and they come back and, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with those exercises as long as the timeline is met and, and, and the goals are accomplished, you know, what, what's the problem? Well, there really isn't a problem. It's just a different method, different way, mm-hmm. right? But you're still accomplishing the same thing. Yeah. Maybe quicker, maybe better, you know? Yeah. Something new, another opportunity. Well, and then, yeah, yeah it, it makes me think of like, how do we communicate, let's say, to like sales, for example, when something is launched, for example, in the in the business. So, you know, do you do it on Salesforce? Do you send an email? Do you do a webinar? Do you, you know? Right. And everyone is so different. Um and so they're like, we don't know what the perfect solution is. It's like all of those, everyone has their go-to. Some people are on Salesforce religiously every day. They sign on. They look at their little groups that they're associated with. And then some people are like, oh, yeah, I looked at the email. I saw that. Um, maybe there's another channel that one needs to discover where it's a, it, it resonates for another group of folks that we can then further make people aware so mm-hmm. then they can feel confident 
and be up to speed so a customer doesn't come and kind of blindside them and say, hey, I heard about this launch of this product. And they're like, what? And that definitely happens. Right, right. <laughs> and it happens. Well, you got to be yeah. mentally nimble. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to learn different things and you have to gauge that to the group that you're managing or working with, right? So maybe people are Salesforce people. Maybe they're just, people are phone people. Maybe there's someone with a piece of paper. Oh, you have to know the audience, right? Yeah. You know, it's selling one-on-one. Like, it, you know, you know, they're the ones buying it. They're the ones going to give their money or whatever yeah. to you to do something. And so maybe they want something on a piece of paper. Put it on a piece of paper. Yeah. What's the big deal? Well, I, I thought... Well, I don't do that. I'm on Salesforce. Why can't you? You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just... That's just... Come on. You yeah. know, you got to be... You got to be more nimble. I mean, you, that's why I, I know you'll be a good manager because you already are, but you're, you're, you're going to be open and you bring everything to bear and different people. And that's, that's where we all, we have to go. It's a new world. Yeah. It's really a new world. There's a lot of good guys that are retiring and moving on and uh, things are changing. You know, it's mm-hmm. getting back to truth and, uh, you know, getting back to real, making real money, you know, not talking about it. Yeah. You know, there's too many people talking about how good they are. It's like, all right, when the puck drops, can you score a goal? <laughs> I mean, you know, like, yeah, you seriously. can quantify it. Yeah. yeah I mean, come on. Yeah. You're, you're such a hot shot. Here you go. What's up? You know, and, you know, so, so it's good. So, all right. So, uh, you know, what, what challenges do you face as a leader? You know, or do you think you're going to face um, maybe? Well, I mean, I think we talked about this in one of, in our last conversation. Um, you know, I think I've established, um, confidence in some people, a lot of people just because I've been with the company for over 12 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's still folks that I haven't worked with that intimately. Right. So there is that maybe ageism, maybe it's, I'm a female, maybe it's, they're not really sure what, like we we're saying, quantify your, yourself as, <laughs> how do you help grow the business? Like what have been your success stories kind of thing? And so that takes time. So again, it talks about me being patient with other people and them also being patient with me. So vice versa. I may have repeated, said the same thing, but basically no, being no. patience on both sides. Right. right. So, um, just to be like, let's, but what if you don't, what if you don't get the patience on the other side? Yeah. I mean, I've experienced that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just takes the folks that they do hold, um, as a, whatever litmus test of success or someone who, you know, feel like they have a good judgment of character and they say, Hey, I think that so-and-so Sheena did a good job on this or, um, I think she adds value X, Y, Z. Maybe they get the buy-in, but you can't, not everyone's going to, we've talked about this, about some other folks that, you know, you work with, um, not everyone, you can't be responsible for how people feel or think. Right. So right. you only can, I can only be accountable for what I do and say. And so I can make myself bananas crazy, which I certainly have in the past. So for all the younger, not just females, but younger people where you want to be a people pleaser and you want everyone to like you because you think that'll be a good buy-in, you're not going to get everyone to like you. Right. <laughs> so you have to just get that out of your mind. I know it's difficult, um, but just know that you're just, you try to, you just, the biggest thing is just trying and doing your best, yes. right? So that that's the one thing that so many I've said that 101 times if if some of the folks that you're like oh that person's dead weight or whatever and you're like well let's you know let's have a conversation with that person let's see what's going on and then say look all you have to do is like just try and see if you can 
do it well. If this isn't your knack, maybe find something else that that person can do. And everyone has their, their strengths and weaknesses. Right. So not everyone can be, you know, superstar in everything. Even though everyone, some folks think that they can do everything. I can do everyone's job. That's just not a reality. Uh, can they do it well is the biggest thing. So um, I think going back to your question about my, you know, my personal challenges um, that I've went through, I think that's been some of those things, those initial first blush, imp- first blush impressions mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't know about her. I don't know. I don't know her well, whatever. Well, that's, yeah, that's, kind of it's kind of like, that's the good old boy kind of and I think way, it's, right? And it's it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm the popular skit on the playground, you know, like, well, that's changing. Like those, those people I, are, are, it's a new world. So there's a lot of opportunity for true leadership, mm-hmm. you know, and what you're referring to back is courage, courage to try, which you've taken, mm-hmm. you've learned how that is. You can, you can, you can teach somebody that yeah. you can, you can teach them that courage is, you know, the first, uh, if you don't have courage, you really don't have anything. So yeah. if you don't say anything, you don't have anything, right? So you know, and failure is the father of opportunity. Like, so, so it doesn't go well. Try it again. And I think, so, you know, yeah, it was, you get better. I mean, look at us. Now I got stands for the podcast, right? <laughs> like I came in here before, like I had a bunch of ratty stuff. And now you I'm did just, not know. Let's yeah. be clear. It was not ratty. Okay. Like it was really nice. Yeah. So, so like, this is better. Mobile. Like I got cables that are like, like, I don't have to hook them together. Like I'm, I can, I can adapt, you know, but it, that, it's just experience. It's yeah. it's a basic experience thing. So no, but I think like you said, like um, so I'm um, I'm in a very d- a better I'm in a better situation than I was before. Um, so sounds like it. I think uh, so. You were saying being honest. You won't get bored risk. in this one. No, there. Yeah, no. I've been really. You know, I actually got some rest last night. Thank goodness, because I have not. Like it just like. Because I care too much. That's the thing. I'm I'm stressed. Well, it's I'm, totally it's, new. Yeah, that too. It's, it's exciting. It, it's exciting. You're it's, creating it uh, from scratch. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. I yeah. I um just playing catch up. It's um just be, like again being patient with yourself and everyone else, but also trying to do it as quickly as possible. But make sure you're checking all the bound. Make sure your stuff is robust and is um yeah build that foundation i found building that foundation is once you you got to really hustle to get that done and once you have that foundation done then you can build off of it yeah that's uh yeah get the rebar get the nice you know all that stuff nice and leveled um but i i will say i you know i was very transparent with my my current boss when i started almost a year ago at this point in this new role and um you know some of my personal thoughts like we were just talking about Mm. and things that go through my mind. I was just being very open and honest. And he said, look, like you've earned where you're at. Like no one should ever dispute that. So like you get that out of your head now. That's great. <laughs> so when you get That's that good to know. validation, yeah, it's, good um, to know. it's important. So I guess like if someone comes to you with those things, build some like, confidence right there. Yeah. That's great. I mean, so it's, it's been good. Um, but again, yeah, we're constantly like, you know, we were saying pivoting, adjusting, you know, you're, you hit my obstacles. How do we, Okay, how are you going to react to this? Can we be doing for preventative maintenance of what do I see ahead just so we can pivot? I see something happening. I see this happening in the market or I see this potentially being a thing or a hurdle. Like how do we get ahead of it, right? So those are all things that um, has been nice because I've been able to have an open dialogue with my boss and our team. And so that's been helpful. Yeah. You know, kind of like a scout, right? Like back in the old days, you know, they send out a scout, right? What's going on? You know, yeah. you have to have that. You have to be able to look around corners. If you can see around corners, you can see stuff coming. You can prepare. Yeah. 
You so know? you're talking about your hockey situation. Right? What's that? <laughs> your hockey, you know, you were talking about like you being able to see more of. Oh, having contacts? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just having the. Well, vision. I'm, a, I'm a defenseman. I'm a left defenseman. So I just take, I, vision, I, I protect right? the goaltender on the last line of defense and, and, and I pass the puck. That's, you know, and I don't score a lot of goals, but I'm very critical. Yeah. Like I'm the, like I, I can like, uh, if I'm, if someone beats me, they score. So I, I, you know, there's a lot, a lot of responsibility there. Yeah. So, and, and it's not very rewarding, you know, cause I'm not in the limelight, but everybody down that everybody knows, you know, like I played before I came out here, I probably blocked like, you know, I, just a lot of shots. And, you know, and the guys are like, there's these guys that play that, you know, you know, played in USHL. And they're just, if, if I, don't start early on them. They they have all the time in the world to fire the puck, and they'll just score. So I, I see what they're doing with you know because I can yeah. see look around the corner and I and I position myself and I have you know I'm able to block the shots. And so it's like, you know, and then I, then I get the puck and I pass it up and that you know I'm the anchor. So it's I feel like that when you were describing that, I feel like so many roles and responsibilities out there, different positions that people have. I think product management could relate to that mm-hmm. position where. You're not getting the glory of the sale, right? But what I'm doing is I'm I'm framing up supporting pieces of information and messaging and things that you guys can you know the sales folks can bring yeah. to the customer. Customers can also it's interfacing with the customer, like make it very clear the message, what your value, it features and benefits, value proposition, all those things. Um, but I'm not the one selling it to them physically right so i don't get the glory of the goal right same thing with other people who are supporting all those mm-hmm. different you know uh parts of the machine that are pushing things forward to right. keep things going i mean well so. the way you have it set on the website with the videos that you put in a block form that's part of my sales process so just so you know to, to support your point so basically what i do i have a distributor out in long island that has is part of the you know uh, distributor cobot program we have a have a unit out there Shipping these units around—that's not—that's not, not the way to go. They get damaged. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so camp it somewhere, build a program around, bring the customer there, manage expectations on what kind of do they want to like program apart. They want to just do some hands-on, uh, simple training, whatever. So establish that criteria, and then the videos that you have. I just the first step is, you know, link to one of the big projector uh, things that they have, and you show that how easy it is to program then go into lab and do the work and it's been very it's been very uh, effective and yeah. you know builds everybody's confidence and then you know all that so it's exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. and then they're like oh this is online i can just go i said yeah it's just online it's youtube you know you go on and i i think before that was like somewhere you had to have a password but now you can just go online and look at it so that's huge what you're doing you're exactly right yeah you're exactly right well it also helps like everyone's lean right it's not just lincoln right we're running so lean so mm-hmm. providing that self-service where You know, you're going to YouTube too, like we were talking about, I think, even the last time where you go to YouTube and you're trying to figure out how to fix your dryer or your your dishwasher or whatever. Right, right. It's like one of those things is so simple. We should, and if our product is as simple as we say it is, it should be the same thing. Following step by step and having a central location where folks can go to to figure it out. Like, oh, I have this, this hiccup or this is it on is there a video on that and most cases as we're getting more feedback we're developing and adding to that library where it helps people feel confident and successful in using our products and a lot of people learn that way yeah yeah it's amazing like uh like barbara she that's what she does all the time mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we fixed our dryer and all these other things. And uh, we, I bought some new setups now. I mean, it got to a point where, you know, what are we doing here? And so I got a couple <laughs> new setups. But it's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and in all honesty, I, I had to learn how to learn like that. I'm not, I'm not used to looking at a YouTube video. Yeah. And what I realized, I have to kind of look at it a couple times. Or I have to stop it or I have to go back. Yeah. And I have to really like focus, you know? So it's because it was different. But mm-hmm. once you kind of, you know, develop your own process of using that media to uh, to learn, it's, it's it's extremely powerful. Yeah. You know, it's extremely powerful, you know? And, and uh, yeah, I, it's great. No, I think it's great. So uh, another question I have here is like, how do you, how do you think uh, leadership is evolving in today's world? Yeah. Um... So there's a couple things. So it's interesting. I was in a conference, uh, AWS. No, are, are you, are, did I, did I have it wrong, but are you doing some, are you in some kind of leadership group or did you say that when um, we were so texting yeah. or on the phone real quick the one time? I can't remember. Yeah. So, um, it's a mentoring program. Mm. So there, there's two things. So one I just finished, which was a leadership. It was a um, Lake County, which is a county that's right next to. Um, well, we we have a facility. Um, the company has a facility uh, in Menor, Ohio, and uh, so that's why we're affiliated with Lake County Leadership. And it's basically that's this, in Menor, Ohio. Um, well, our our facility. Yeah, Lincoln's but the Lake the... but Lake, Lake County Leadership. I think they have their their offices and. It might be Willoughby, something like oh, that. Oh, okay, so, right, right. But it's just like Lake County as a gener- in general, there's this established, and I think Cuyahoga County, which is where we're at now in Cleveland, um, has a, a similar thing, but it's not as, anyway. So the la- the leadership program um, is almost like, I think it, we started in last year, um, in like the fall, and then we graduated um, in May. Um, of this year or maybe early June and so they just go through a lot of fundamentals things that you may have taken in your MBA classes management classes but it's nice to kind of maybe have you know you're working full-time obviously while you're doing this Mm -hmm. and um, I think any of these type of little um, I hate to say little but just uh, additional activities really do enrich you and make you pause and take stock because we're all running around trying to like keep up with our own work and our careers and our lives. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, you know, sort of uh, tapped on the back and someone says, hey, would you be interested in doing these type of things, Um, which is what uh, Lincoln did. And there was uh, four other uh, folks from Lincoln that went. Um, It's just a great enrichment. Some of it's you know, reminders. Some of it seems like, oh yeah, that's common sense, or of course I knew that. But I think some of the topics are good to like refresh your memory as not only a professional, but leader or future leader or currently or whatever it is, whatever position you're in. Um, it really helps you. Um, it helped me sort of in some ways uh, just to also hear from other companies. So there's other companies in the area. Oh, other people working in other yeah, companies. That oh, are, yeah, that are in that. So you get different perspective, like how their businesses are, things, challenges that they're seeing, stuff like that. And I, I remember seeing that when I was getting my MBA years ago, um, hearing from someone who's in healthcare, right? I would never have, you know, 
gotten that perspective of their challenges, someone who's in HR, right? There's, you think you know, because you just have this preconceived notion of what someone in HR, or someone who's in healthcare, or someone who's doing whatever type of role in certain industries, but then you realize there's a lot of like common threads, right? Um, yeah. So. Um, well, why reinvent the wheel? You know, yeah. it'll never turn. Yeah. If you keep reinventing the wheel. Right. So. Gotta be open yeah. to that. A lot of people don't, they want to keep reinventing the wheel. Yeah. It's. This is my wheel. <laughs> not yours. Well, doesn't it turn, dude? Well, yeah, I guess it does. Well, it doesn't turn for everybody. Well, then why do we keep reinventing it? Yeah, no, and I, I, I think mean, it's listen. But again, that goes back to us saying listening, right? What were things that you've done? Yeah, can we you build off of that, right? Instead of yeah. doing that, you're like, oh, this is a great idea. I'm like, well, we did that 20 years ago, and someone could say we did that 20 years ago and it failed. That doesn't mean that you then say I'm going to stop. Let's try it. Like, why why not try something? It may actually grow legs today. Or you can analyze it. Is, you say, right? okay, 20 years ago, it, it failed. So why did it fail? Right. Ask the questions. What, what, how did, why did it fail? Can we quantify that? Do we have any data? Yeah. We have, we're in this data-driven world, right? Can we, what, what happened? What, where, why did it fail? Proof it out. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal, right? Yeah. So I think. Make an equation. Yeah. No, I agree. I so the, the leadership thing was good. I finished that off in the spring of this year. The mentoring thing is, uh, it's called College Now, and uh, so you get assigned. I'm a mentor. There's a mentee, of course, and however long it takes them to go through undergrad. Um, it could be four. It could be five, six years. So you just have to say, are you willing to like stick it out, right? Um, and many uh, of the folks that are mentees, so the students that are coming in, into that, so they uh, accept the scholarship from College Now, and then they have to have this hey, I'm also going to have a mentor and wow, you know, kind of thing. That's cool. So it's cool because um, some of, many of them, as I was going to say, is they are first generation uh, to go to college in their family. Um, and they all have different backgrounds and economic, socioeconomic backgrounds. So, you know, you get vetted as a mentor, as you could probably imagine, uh, asked about kind of, these are different things. These are different uh, issues that may come up. And are you comfortable? Like, how comfortable are you from a scale from one to five, like, in engaging or covering those topics or listening to them and, and help, helping them navigate through some of those struggles? So life happens, right? Do you, does someone, either themselves or their partner, get pregnant? Um, are they failing out of their, their classes and they're not sure what to do? Um Maybe there's a substance abuse thing. Um, there's various different things. Mm-hmm. Are they work living at home and it's a uh, abusive situation? You know, there's it's yeah. it's really kind of like whoa. Like you don't think about that. You just think when you initially sign up for that, you say, oh, uh, this is cool. Like I enjoy trying to make someone that much more advanced and stronger. Um, than I was, let's say, at, at a younger age. So, like, get them jump-started right out of the gate instead of them having to go through maybe the hurdles and obstacles I had to go through seven, eight, ten years. Right. You know? So that's what I love about those type of programs where you have an opportunity. Oh, is this a university or something? Or? Yeah, so, well, it's, it's so, it, it's like just this establishment of college now, and the students go to all different schools. So my mentee uh, goes to Cleveland oh, so State. so college now is just, it's a service that is kind of bolted on to, 
various uh, different very, schools. Oh wow, that's that's very that's yeah. very neat. So yeah, so that's been that's very interesting. that's great. That's, yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, that's important. I think so. I mean, it kind of goes to what you know things that you've been very passionate about. Yeah, you know? I just think there's with we talk about technology, right? Podcast, uh, you know, the the YouTube thing we just spoke about. There's just so many ways to learn. Mm-hmm. And we've got to reduce the cost and, and the productivity in, in the college space. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I, I read, one of the books I read was, uh, you know, The College Scam by Charlie Kirk. And it, you know, th- he studied it for a decade. You know, he's, he's a guy that's, you know, he's got a huge following. He manages $50, $50 million budget that he has for, wow. what he, for what he does, you know. And, he's, and it's a lot of like going and, you know, he's uh, talking about what we talk about, just working you know starting a family you know Mm -hmm. things like that and it's amazing like the endowments like a lot of the big universities have it's it's pretty much a taxpayer hedge fund that's that's it and and then and then uh there's no reduction in the cost of college and then you hear horror stories about well this one woman was like i think a lawyer really high-end high-end individual did all the right things Took out all the loans, whatever. Had to go back, live with her parents. Her parents got elderly, had to sell the home to go into a home themselves, and and she's homeless. Wow. How, 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 how does that, what are we doing? Like, how does that How does that work out economically? That's not right. I mean, that's just, uh, you have someone that's got those, the ability to do that, the motivation, like you said, going to college, first time, whatever it is. You got to make it really meaningful, impactful. Yeah. You can't just, you know, so that, that, yeah, that you know, I look back and I'm glad I went to community college and I'm glad I did the way I did and I paid my own way and, and I don't have, you know, I have a pretty large net worth and I'm a high net worth individual and, and, you know, but you know, some people never get the, you know, that's just not right. That's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it, it comes the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. So I think it's very exciting what you're talking about. And I think it's uh, what I'm trying to promote lately is, you know, figure out what you want to do first yeah. as a young person. Right. If you want to take a year off, it's, you're rich in time. You're not even 20 years old, not even 21 years. You know, what are you waiting for? You know, I mean, it, it just take that time and, and learn what you figure out what you want to do and then figure out the resources you need to get where you want to go. Not the other way around. It's like kind of like all you ever hear is, oh, I got into the school and, you know, pom poms and, you know, university sweatshirt. It's like, that's just a step. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? It is. Like, it's tough. Yeah. Like I, I play hockey with these kids over the summer. He's out of high school, and oh, you went to Michigan State. I'm like, I'm talking to this kid. And he's like, Yeah. I said, Yeah, I went to Michigan State. He's like, Oh, I'm going there. I said, What are you studying? Oh, I'm just going. Oh, okay. So I saw him over the summer. What do you What are you getting a degree in? You know, communications. I said, Oh, great. You know, but he's he's got the he's got the swagger. You know, he's got he's talking about the girls, mm-hmm. going to the parties. And it's like, Okay, all right, dude. It's like, you know, I'm not gonna. You know, I just talked to him oddly, but that's just an example. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, great. And then, then I hear him, he kind of, well, the guy, the, the kids from Lansing Community College, you know, and, hmm. and he's like kind of dogging him. I'm like, well, I didn't tell him that's where I went, you know? And, yeah. and, and I talked with the, the uh, podcast I did with Paul Hall. I talked, uh, an incident where I, I, I've, I don't know if I've told you, but I've told some other people, I, I'll say it again. You know, the intellectual bigotry thing that I witnessed when I was at Michigan State working working jobs and I was across the street, you know, from a sorority house. I didn't know, you know, it was. I was pretty much, you know, shoveling dirt and doing a bunch of stuff. And they thought I was a dumb construction worker. And once they found out I was like an engineering guy, I, I was like, okay. It was like, why why are people like thinking people are, 
not intelligent if they're working with their hands or they're, you know, working a lawn job or something, you know, yeah. making money. And, well, and, and I, yeah. And, 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 and it's funny because, uh, being smart or intelligent or whatever, intelligent doesn't necessarily yield uh, success financially. You know, that's yeah. what's also kind of funny is that you may have an IQ of 160 <laughs> and what are you doing with it? You know, like I, I've, I've met, right. you know, people that are like, oh, you're a Mensa candidate. Fantastic. You know, you're, you're brilliant. But what are you doing with it? You know, right. they, they have this arrogance about them. Like I have, let's say, whatever decorated degree from whatever impressive Ivy League or, yeah. you know, university. And, uh, and they're like, there's a lot, there's certain folks that I've come in contact with where they just think that they're better than you. Cause they're like, Oh, I did this and this and this. Right. Cause they're in this kind of system. So what they... are you, so what are you doing? And then they're just like, Oh, um, like, I, I don't want to down talk anyone, but I just feel like there are some people that really are not in a position, uh, to, to be critical of other folks, we'll just say, you know, and, and, and so they think I had this on my resume, but what are you doing with it? Like we were saying a moment ago, mm -hmm. taking those risks and those challenges, that growth is really what makes you successful and nimble and adaptive. The grit. Yeah. The grit. Um, it's funny and ironic when you talked about people working with their hands. I think anyone who's listening to the podcast um, can attest to this and everyone's like, oh, well, like during the pandemic, um, we had so much work done in our house while we couldn't go anywhere. So we weren't going on vacation. So what were we doing with our extra budgeted funds for said vacation? Looks like it's going in the projects that probably were, you know, roadmapped to, you know, a couple years out right, down the right. line. So, um, you know, it's like those people are, they were making bank and they still are, you know, yes. they're in high demand. It is hard. It's impossible to find a contractor first of all, reliable is going to show up or identifies your project as, you know, good enough for them right. to, to justify. I, right. There was a couple projects we wanted in the house and they're like, that's too small of a job for us. So you, you don't want to take two, three grand. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that but it, that says so much about if they were several walked away from some of these projects, that just shows how they're not, they're doing okay. There's the opportunity. They have a skill. And that's what we joke. I, my husband and I, it's like, okay, uh, you know how to like, you know how to, as a consumer, you're saying, okay, this is the kind of customer service that I would expect or the feedback, you know, those communication things that a lot of these contractors don't have. If you got that down and then you have the skill set, you would be multi-billion dollar probably establishment start expanding across regions. Right. But it's having that. Yeah. And then take of, that individual news how workers hand bolt on some good business courses where sure. where like people that have some more structured education shall we say to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, they, or whatever you just have a class like a little side hustle like that's another thing I, with, with Bradley base i think i want to start building out people that i know like you said you're like a mentee like have like you know she just talks about product management yeah. and you know you could hook up with sheena do a zoom call or whatever and learn about product management yeah. and just has that as a service you know just as a facilitation to start off with and like you know, you're learning a bunch of stuff. You didn't have to go and get a, you know, marketing degree or whatever. You could just le really learn how to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're starting to see this parallel economy is starting to, to bubble out of this this whole pandemic thing, right? For and sure. So there's gonna be a lot of lot of benefits, you know. And then another thing I was another thing I, on the Paul Halls I was talking about is like I for this when I used to work for this landlord, he had like this guy like was smart, like he had like he had over 250 homes at that time, and he and he rented only to to women because women don't smash up. A house. So I was this maintenance guy. I would go around. I'd do all this stuff. I'd meet all these girls and stuff. So I'd see them at the shame. bar. And it was kind of like a good icebreaker, right? Yeah. So, But anyways, um, I used to work at this spa that he had. 
and it was as I got more into my engineering, like I had to have like a, a scheduled job that I was going to be here from this time to this time, right? Because with the maintenance thing, like someone's toilet would back up and it would be flooding out a room and I'd have to go rent a whatever unit, go fix it, whatever. Yeah. And it was like, so it was very sporadic. And and so I had this, he had this other, I was working two jobs. So I had this, yeah, this, this other job where it was just like this spa with a tanner and whirlpools. It was a lot of people coming there before they went to spring break and stuff. And I was used to have these conversations with this guy. Great, great conversation. It's kind of like how we're talking now. And mm-hmm. once I, I divulged, I was still, in, I was going to community college at the time. He like, he'd come in and he like ignored me. Like he wouldn't even talk to me. And it was really weird. I was like, okay, what the, I don't think I offended the guy. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm working this job. Guy's paying me. I'm not going to disrupt one of his customers. And I just, so it was really weird yeah. and i was like you know i and I, I, why because i wasn't going to michigan state at the time so short-sighted you know what i mean yeah. it's like and that's wrong yeah and that's where i see like oh look i, I got into this college i got this sweatshirt yeah my guy's going to college it's like dude that's just a step man yeah like you know like you got to figure out what you want to do for work first yeah and all these other things are to service you not the other way around yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, you need to look at yourself as a business. You're going to manage yourself like a business. And if you do that, then there's so many resources out there. Yeah. Right. So I really think, you know, we talk about the evolution of leadership. I think there's a m- multitude of leadership opportunities on all sorts of levels in society coming. And it's just a matter of going and taking it. It's going to be like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. I, I swear to God. And the people that have been doing the work, are now getting the work. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, people have been locked out of things or whatever. Uh, you know, they don't have what it takes. They don't have the speed. They can't, they can't skate, you know, they can't keep it up. They're not in shape. You know, they're not, they can't, they can't transfer the knowledge to other people because they haven't tried. Like yeah. you talked about. Right? Well, I think that goes back to, so when you mentioned like knowing what you want to do, um, I know that there's a lot of folks that don't have that clarity when they're 17, 18 years old, which is 16. okay. But I, like, but you, you have to do the work to figure it out. But yeah, it goes back to what you just said a, sec- a second ago, which is trying. So just what is something you enjoy doing? Is it, do you like writing? Do you like, uh, you, you're, you think you're pretty good at math. You find that interesting, uh, science, whatever it is. And you're going to take core, core classes regardless. Right. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go to a university for that. Right. And there's so many schools that you can take all of these college basic core classes at your local community college for free. If you're like at a public school, it's literally the tax dollars pay for that. So please, you should try that. If you're even thinking about yeah. college or some kind of trade, that, that's also part of the whole offering is my understanding. So um, just try, like you said, literally take a little taste of different things. Uh, that's what I would highly recommend. And um also, once you're in it, so let's say they're like, oh, like I'm going, I'm so excited. I'm going to University of Michigan, Michigan State, wherever you want, you're going, Ohio State. So we get a shout out to those folks that don't feel like they're left out. Literally make sure you do internships or co-ops. That also lets really opens your eyes to say, do I like doing this? Right. Because a lot of people are just going through, humming along, getting their, going through their classes. They graduate. They get an opportunity to start a job. I mean, my first job out of college was in a lab. I quickly, as a, as a chemist, I quickly realized I did not want to be a lab rat. 
Like that is not, that is a mind numbing job for me. Some people feel so much accomplishment and it's right. great for them right. and they, they feel great. It was so tedious and monotonous, the testing over and over again. I'm like, for me, I felt like a primate could be <laughs> trained to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, why do I have to have a college degree? We can have some young high school kid doing these tests. Yeah, just learn the process. But it was like they required, you know, a college degree for some of these roles in these R&D and QA, QC labs. So if you trying stuff is so important, I guess, is what I wanted to reiterate. Because mm -hmm. I think some people like put so much pressure on their kids to say, you need to know what that you're doing, you mm -hmm. know, where, where, you, where do you want to do? Where are you going to go to school? I'm putting this pressure on them. I'm not, I, I certainly got that that was that was the, the the conversation that I got, but I think trying stuff is super important. Right, right. See if you like it. Well, we're in a different generation of work. Like, if we take a look, there's saw something on LinkedIn that you know, but, but I it was it was pretty pretty cool. I don't know if I posted it back, but it, we're in like the third generation of working. Like, so like if I take a look at you know being my age, what fifty one, like you know my my. My parents, my dad, you know, uh, they, they, my dad worked at Dow Chemical 38 years and he, you know, he, he was very loyal and he was basically working to, for, you know, to, for survival basically. Right. And mm -hmm. that loyalty could be misconstrued because maybe there wasn't a lot of opportunities and whether that's, there isn't, or it's the individual's opportunity. I think a lot of it, people get pretty stuck and then, and then, which is okay. Yeah. And, but that era has changed and, and the era that I've been, just went through and, and, and uh, is is increasing the standard of your living, right? Mm -hmm. Where I, I found myself, you know, I'm 25 years with the organization. I'm I'm kind of like my dad. I'm kind of mm -hmm. stuck. I, no, you know, I, I'm, I'm the company guy. Whatever. Thank, thing. Yeah, thanks. But now what we're embarking upon with your generation and younger is like into the increasing the quality of your life, right? And so these concepts that we talk about taking your time, you know, utilizing the community, you know. Look at look at your life economically. Mm -hmm. I had a, I was uh, had a there was a guy, kid on my a guy on my hockey team is he's got these two twin boys and one of them they're, they're in a pretty high end high school and one of the things was them to reach out to an engineer so we did like a little webex we did a little interview a little interviewing and he had some questions about being an engineer and he was like looking at me as an engineer engineer and what I do he looked at my LinkedIn profile he's like you're like a manager I'm like yeah I guess so you know I manage like twenty one million bucks I guess I'm a manager whatever. I don't have anybody reporting to me, but I have a lot of people I work with. So whatever. Yeah. And, and, and so like, I just explained to him, like, you know, you can do a lot of different things, but it's up to you to figure out. I said, if I were you, I know you, he said, you're, I, I know you're only in 10th grade, but get a LinkedIn profile, start following some people, start, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Start learning, you know, start interacting. I can hook you up with some people, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was very enlightening. He's like, well, what if I could get to go to Harvard or get a full ride to Rutgers? I say, take the full ride to Rutgers. Really? I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. it's about the money, man. Okay, it's about the money. It's not like you can't go to Harvard and take a class or something or whatever. But like, dude, like, it's yeah. save your parents' money, man. Like, I don't understand. Like, why? You know, there's so like many. your parents want to retire at some point. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. Like, if you go to like you said, go the community setups where you can go to these schools for free. Like, oh my God, it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. I, I I'd set up some equipment over at. Uh, Morris of uh, Morris County College. They had a material science slash engineering place that was state of the art. I'm like, man, if I had this when I was growing up, hence the quality oh my God. of the life, forget about it. I know. You know, it's like, 
What are we doing? We have all these resources. We've got to work on this leadership thing that we're talking about. We got to, you got to have leadership with yourself. You have to have personal responsibility. You got to figure out what you want to do because that's the, that's the, that's the key that's going to unlock the door right there. And if you can do that with yourself, there's, it's, it's limitless what you can do. And I, it really is. I, I agree. I, um, when you asked the question about like, you know, how it's evolving, um, you know, a lot of not just, we'll say, uh, non-trade and then trade roles or whatever. I mean, we were talking about this um, a couple weeks back where there's this huge shortage of like welders, you know, skilled welders and even workers. But the welders, according to AWS, has be 400,000, something like that, shortage um, mm-hmm. by 2024. It's right around the corner. Um, and there's even that much more because the boomer generation, as they are pretty much retiring, um, there's not enough people in the workforce to completely one-to-one ratio, you know, fill in those roles. So it's, is the running lean. It is also empowering professionals at a younger age, right? And I think our company culture, along with a lot of company cultures, were very traditional in the sense where someone had to be with the company for a certain duration of time and proved certain things before they got to a certain level of, let's say, management, leadership, responsibility, whatever. And I think the evolution is really now identifying that new young talent that they can groom and and, and mm-hmm. really develop to be a strong manager leader um, at a, a younger age. Yeah. Because um, they need those people to then also motivate and lead and manage the teams of folks that aren't maybe quite there yet, but well, it's more of a merit-based yeah. situation is what you're describing. And that's what's good for every, you know, if the things are unbiased and there's, there's a merit-based system, it just improves everything. It raises everybody up. Yeah. Right. It raises everybody up and that's just better. That's better for an organization. It's better for society. It's better for a lot of different things. Right. Cause, but, yeah. cause what, so people look at a structure and they say, Oh, well, I've got a, I got to get with, I got to go hobnob with this guy, or I got to go hobnob with that guy, or I got to go do this, or I got to bend the knee, I got to kiss the ring, all this other kind. I'm not a bend, I've never bent the knee, I never kissed the ring. So I, that's just how I am. Yeah. Like, I don't think I have to, whatever. I think what I do is I, I'm a big proponent of being truthful with yourself and truthful to stuff and taking care of customers and getting back to basics, you know, no pun intended, not basic, <laughs> but just doing the right thing. And, you know, that should be, you know, you need to be that. I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, there, but there are some emotions through the years like, oh, well, God, if I would have done this, maybe I could have, you know, gotten that tap on the shoulder or whatever. But uh, whatever, I, you know, I didn't. So whatever, it doesn't matter. But like now it's, now you have to have the skill, the, the raw skill to do it. And it's got it. That, so when young people get into an organization, they have all their, they're like a lot of, like a lot of young people I interact with, man, they can write really well. Mm-hmm. They speak really well. They're pretty technical. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, great. Wow. Look at this guy's pretty, this, this guy's a lot sharper. I was like at his age. And, and, yeah. and so you got to like feed, you got to feed that, that good wolf that he's got. And you gotta, you gotta get it. You gotta, gotta create that path, you know, and get, take, have empower individuals and have them have ownership of what they want to do and be a part of the team. And, and then more of a group, more of a community. 
Yeah. No, there's a, there's a, there's a young uh, lady and I say young lady, she's nine years younger than me. And uh, we both were product managers uh, in the wire uh, business. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name, so this will omit the name. Mm -hmm. Um, But she has, she is very much what you just described, which was, (laughs) I met her and I'm so, she's almost a decade younger than me. And she was just so like together. And I'm like, I felt like so not as together at that age, right? Yeah, and it's great. So for us to work together and bounce things off each other, and then she, she's been flourishing in the company. Like she's now a business manager of one of the um, groups uh, awesome. at the company. And so- Well, rightly ex- so, right? Yeah, it's so- it Makes it's, sense, right? It's so exciting and, and great to see those things, I guess is why I bring that up where we talk about- That's like, awesome. Seeing a younger generation person, them very hungry, ready to go for it, and them being empowered to do so, which is awesome. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one's taking advantage of them. No one's like, you know, kicking kicking their legs off or they're, you know, going down the stairs trying to no. trip them up. I mean, I've had a lot of guys try to trip me up. I mean, I've got axe marks in the back of my back, <laughs> let me tell you, but that's all right. I'm still here and they're not. So that's surviving. all there is to it. Yeah, that's right. I'm a survivor. Surviving, <laughs> surviving and thriving. Yeah, yeah, surviving and thriving. I'm a survivor for sure. Yeah. So, all right, so let's see. We kind of got off. Of, that was a kind of okay. cut off a couple tangents there, eh? It's so okay. uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what that's, happens, that's what happens when right when we talk, eh? So uh, let me see here. Yeah, well, what work and resources uh, do you use to improve your leadership skill? I guess we talked about the some of the courses you were doing. Is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, I definitely anybody re- that you're learning from. I see. It sounds like you got a pretty good relationship with your manager now. It sounds like he's. Yeah. I mean, um, that seems to be working out for you. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he, yeah, he's been... Maybe this young individual you're talking about that's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty no, rock star. So, so I think you can really learn from pretty much anyone, I guess. Like we were talking about listening. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has different styles. You were just describing like your style is I'm not going to kiss the ring. I'm not going to bend the knee. No, I'm not. Right? So there's stuff you can learn. I'm not asking somebody else to do that either. Yeah. So, but that's your style, right? Yeah. Now, some people, they see the value in building those relationships with people around them, like building a network, you know, so to speak, um, and a community where they feel like people find them approachable then. It's like setting that, you know, putting the primer down and, and really saying, hey, now they know I'm approachable. We have a good rapport, you know, and that takes time. Um, but everyone has different uh, approaches. Um so yeah, there's a lot of things that like my boss has given me great feedback, um, and I I want to get better, right? I mean, yeah. no one is without opportunity space to to improve. Um, we all have stuff to grow and learn, you know, uh, on. And um, so that, um, of course, the style of the young professional I was speaking of a moment ago, um, she has different style than I do as well. Um, I'm, I I think I'm so mindful and nice. When I'm talking to everyone, I'm, yeah, like, you are. I'm like overly conscious, whereas she is, she's so much more direct, right? And I, I, I kind of am, um, you know, wanting to like work on that myself because I, I think it's, it's, it's important to be more direct, um, honestly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different soft skills that like I constantly am working on. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, there's that. Um, but then I think also just as a professional, how do I communicate more effectively, stuff like that. But I think beyond just the people you interact with, um, is, uh, 
you know, reading, like I, I, I do a lot of reading, you know, there's stuff readily available online, Harvard Business Review, right. um, New York Times, uh, there's uh, Wall Street Journal stuff that's like understanding what's happening in the universe. A lot of universe. books out there that you could just get for like not even $20. Yeah. So it's like, and some of it's actually free through the library. You actually get a little code and you put it in and it, it expires every, <laughs> this is if you're really... <laughs> Try, you know, working on a budget, you can go in every three days if you, you know, you just have to put the link, the little thing back in there and it's free basically instead of $20. You can see who the nickel and dimer is in this conversation. No, that's, yeah, well, no, it's, no, it, whatever, but yeah. whatever, however you look at it financially, yeah. but the point is it's that's so easy to do and what are we talking about? You know, personal leadership and personal responsibility to, to, to grow and get better and just go do the work. Like yeah. you have to do the work. Yeah. I mean, you know, people that do the work get the work. That's it. End of story. It doesn't matter what it is, right? So if you do the work, you're going to get the work. If you don't do the work, you're not going to get the work. It's just, it's not a, it's not really a, you know, one plus zero doesn't equal two. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you have to do the work. And, 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 but if you're doing work on things that you like, then it's not really work now, is it? Yeah. You're just doing stuff to enhance what you really like to do, right? So hence the, the real motivation to figure out really what you want to do for work in life. Yeah. And I think you know. reading, why I think it's important on these different, you know, it gives you different perspective mm-hmm. on topics you may not really be well-versed in. I think some people assume they, they have just a little bit of information and then they think they can be an expert in conversation with certainty. It's called a lazy mindset. <laughs> so I'm not going to assume I know everything there is to know about a certain topic, um, you know, so I want to educate myself yes. so that I can feel like when I, if that topic gets brought up or some like current event happens, I can speak um, with some point of reference, like some of these periodicals that I spoke of that I read. But it also, there's topics where they have, you know, psychologists and evaluating, we're talking about generational things or people coming from different areas of the world. Um, Cultural things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like understanding, you know, the the pronouns, right? I mean, I'm, I find it very interesting that there's some people that don't want to really lean into that. Um, but that's important to respect that uh, a portion of the workforce that finds that really important for them to be asked. So you as a leader and a manager really need to be like mindful. Maybe you think it's, you know, it's not something that you, you know, well, why, okay, they can just tell me that that's what they, you know, but when you're talking to someone, it's like out of respect for them. And so that they feel seen and heard and respected as a professional and as an individual, really, right? So you talk about the generation, that balance mm-hmm. of, um, uh, you know, the newer generation in the workforce, it is a balance because they did see their parents work themselves to the bone and be irritable when they come home at home, at, at home from work. And, you know, they're not a joy to be around as, you know, with their kids. The kid then feels like they might be a source of stress mm. uh, for them as well. And so I think as you grow up in that, where you obviously appreciate all the sacrifices your parents are do- giving, you know, because they're like, I'm working myself to the bone. So I provide this amazing life for you and opportunities for you to be successful. So maybe you don't have to work as hard, but then you obviously adopt that. You emulate the hard work part, but then you also recognize, I want to give myself a balance. So I'm not working myself to the bone. And so I'm going to work my tail off when I need to work, but then I'm going to have to say, I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to take a mental health break. Mm -hmm. Is it midday where I can go and walk for 30 minutes? Sure. 
that's something that my parents' generation that would be a foreign concept. Like that just something that just no. Like they are working themselves for twelve hours. You know. Right. You know that that's well. Just it's the that generation. Yeah. It's that generation, right? So, so I, I think that that's part of it too, which is like just being open to understanding what matters to the people that are under you or the people you work with and like what makes them tick as they say Mm -hmm. so you can then know what to dial in and say when you're trying to communicate the goal and target right what's going to resonate with them what's going to motivate them same thing as what you probably already have as a skill as a you know as a technical engineering you know salesperson right like you figure out what's what matters to that person oh sure what's motivating that person absolutely it's the same thing when you're managing people. It's like, what motivates that person? It may not even be money. It may literally be that flexibility that they can pick up their kid from the school bus stop at three in the afternoon. Right, right. Certain days when they're yeah, being flexible. Be you know, more flexible work schedule, being flexible, using technology. But that, to do all that stuff, there has to be trust. There has to be integrity, right? Yeah. For that process, for that process to work, right? You can't. And that's where people have to have personal responsibility and leadership. And when someone's affording you that you know, I'm going to call it freedom, but you know, just, okay, this agreement that you have and that you can't go against that agreement. You got to be, you got to stay to what you said you were going to do and vice versa. You know, you can't take advantage of people, you know? Um, you see some people that, you know, take advantage of a young person because they don't have a lot of experience and that's, that's not right either. Yeah. You know, so no, that's good. That's good. So what, um, what comments or advice would you have for any future leaders? I think we talked about a lot of, uh, some of the things that I would think about, which are really just listening and being patient with yourself and other people. Because mm-hmm. um, as you were describing, there's so many bright young folks that are entering the workforce, have been in the workforce for some years now. And it's hard for them to like their brain and their mouth is going so quickly um, and they want to share everything and they're excited to share, which goes back into the whole social media blast where people are so excited to share stuff um, is really being a good listener is, is, is a lost art. I think that goes a long way to be patient and be a good listener. <laughs> you know, it seems so simple and basic. Um but when you actually listen, you learn so much about maybe yourself and how you relate to different people, things that you may want to adopt yourself and say, wow, I really am. I, I really would love to be, to, to do that like that person. You mm-hmm. know, I, I really think with how they approach that situation or how, whatever it is, like that's, that's a good, good thing that you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put that tool in my toolbox now and, and try to, to get better at that. Um, when I talk about being more direct, you know, and maybe not always being really mindful and that's just my style, I guess. I, I try to be very, um, approachable, I think is a big, but you're aware, you're you're aware of a a skill set that you would like to enhance within your own webinar. And then, you know, you're going to, you've noticed it in somebody else and you, you see the fruits of that particular style or what, what have you. And it's definitely validated in a sense that's something to learn how to do. Yeah, I think also, which really, I, I recently was reminded of this, and I remember seeing this um, some years back, which was like, record yourself. And I don't know if you've ever done this, where, um, and it talks a lot about how you could be really self-aware of how you speak and how your body language is. And if you're presenting, like, 
do you do you look like you're emphasizing? I use my hands anyway, so I was just blessed with the Mediterranean gestures. Yeah, I use but, my hands a lot too. Yeah, yeah but it's like, um, like it really um, drives home uh, topics and stuff like that. But I think um, being being mindful of the fillers, you know, right now I think I'm saying and and um a lot. I'm sure, but not, um, not really. But it's it's being mindful of what you say, let's say in a meeting or a conversation with your boss or um, all those things. So the future leaders are just being self-aware in that sense. It was so fruitful where you, there's a whole step-by-step thing where you, you record yourself talking about a topic, not scripted, just organic. And then first, you know, put yourself on mute and watch all your gestures, then listen to yourself. It's like all those things to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. It really builds that self-awareness. So then, you just become that more sh- stronger of a communicator. Right, right. Um, so you're looking at your facial expressions. You're looking at your hand gestures. You're looking at how you're sitting or you're standing, whatever it is, how you record yourself. And um, th- 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 those were all kind of, I thought that was, that's also stuff that people, which someone's super technical, they're super bright, ambitious, hardworking. But that soft skill is something that we all you know, I think that's something that really does sell you as an individual too, is how you present yourself and how you communicate with people. Well, well, yeah, think about that concept. So you have all this knowledge, right? You're, you know, SAT, you got a third in your ACT, you get all these score, 4.8 grade point average, whatever it is, but you can't communicate to anybody. Mm-hmm. You can't work with anybody. You got this IQ of 160 or whatever, and you can't, but you can't communicate. You can't, you can't scale out your knowledge. Yeah. What good is it then? It's really not, it's not marketable. That's how I look at it. doesn't work. I remember at... Michigan State, like back, you know, we didn't, even, we had to use overlays for, for presentations on, you know, oh, we you had a little transparency. Sheets. Yeah, 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 like this, you know, projector. You had to have these overlays, and I had a senior class, and it was like a design class, and like you only had like there was like three. You had like a test beginning of the year, you had a test in the middle, and then you had this presentation. That was it for your grade. Oh, wow. So, you know the the second presentation was coming and then we, we picked numbers on who was going to present like the day after that exam. And I picked number one. So I had to study for that exam, put together this presentation with these overlays. I literally didn't sleep for three days. Uh, I'm not kidding you. And I made these overlays and, but I presented well, probably wasn't technical as a lot of other people, but, but you would see some of these really into intellectual 4.0 dudes get up there. And they were like, had their little overlays. You couldn't see what they were doing. They're up there. They had our time talking and I'm not trying to make fun of them or whatever, no, but, but, but it wasn't blending the two skills together. It's important. So, and, uh, it was a design course and I just did my, my presentation like on testing. I was like, you know, this is like a, this is a way that people test stuff, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, but I, but I presented well, my overlays were like really big. People could see them. You know, people probably, people are listening to this probably start laughing, but you know, like you didn't have a computer to make whatever kind of PowerPoint you wanted. You had to like, I'm like, I I, I was sitting, I remember sitting there making these copies and like making these plastic things going, that doesn't look right. That looks too small. No one's going to see that. Yeah. And I would do it again. I would do it again. (laughs) It's pretty tight. I I don't know if I still have that stuff somewhere, but, uh, but it was, it was a pretty tight deal. It it goes back to that quote. And I may have mentioned this in my other podcast with you. So I apologize if I'm repeating the quote, but it's like, if you don't, you don't, if you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough. It's like an Albert Einstein quote. And I really hold that dear talks to what you just spoke on, mm-hmm. which is if you can explain it to any, anyone could have walked into that classroom and followed you, your topic and said, oh yeah, I understand what he's saying or whatever. Some type, that's 
that's when you know someone knows it super intimately where you can really get to the point of, it's also like get to the punchline, right? So that was the thing I really had to work on um, too. So when you know a lot, sometimes it's hard to get to a punchline, like get to the point. Right. You want to add every detail. You're like, I know this universe. I know this, the sky is blue and the grass is green and the cha- the leaves are changing, you know? Yeah, yeah I've done the testing in the lab. Yeah. That, you know, I know about doing the freaking testing. You're, you're going to all those details yeah. where you're just like, okay, no one cares about let's say 75% of what you what, what happened. It's like, what, what were the, what's the meat of what you learned? That's Executive the, summary, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's what it, it's important. And that's where the listening comes in. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to the individual or the group or what have you, mm-hmm. that's really the, that's the, that's the missing link right there. Yeah. So once you've listened and you understand, then you bring all your resources and just, just what, what is needed. And, and that's, that's, Hence the listening. Yeah. You know? It's a big thing. I don't think people do it enough. That's yeah. why it's a huge recommendation from my perspective is, my God, literally put duct tape on your mouth and, like, listen. Like, it's... Oh, absolutely. You learn so much. You Just so much. Uh, yeah, I talk, I, I talk over people too much. I've been working on that. And I, I think on this podcast, hopefully you're noticing I'm just listening and I'm not... Yeah. Oh, I, I hope you weren't taking that. <laughs> What's that, that? Personally, <laughs> no, no. I I know no, I do it. No, I know I do it, yeah. and I'm working on it. You know, and I know it's. I'm starting to annoy myself. So, oh my goodness so, gracious, so, I, I wouldn't say that. I but I. That's no, fine. But, You're being mindful of. Okay. I'm, I'm just yeah. listening and not yeah. saying anything, which yeah. is. I'm learning how to do it. Yeah, it's, it's a little uncomfortable, but like I know I need to do it. So, like another thing, if things are a little uncomfortable, you need to learn how to get comfort with it by just doing it more repetition. You know, it's not a I had the deal. same problem, and I still do. I mean, it, it may not be as apparent, let's say, with the podcast setup, but um, it's a cultural thing too. You know, I think for me, I'll just speak to that. I think like in our fi- family dynamics, some certain people how they were raised. I don't want to say culturally, but maybe the culture. Not saying like ethnically, but of the people you grew up when you, how you grew up. You know, it was like everyone was super loud, and there, there was a bunch of conversations happening, and like the only way you could he- have your voice heard or have your opinion shared is you had to interject get to the point and then you, you know, coil. So it was, you had to talk over people, you know, and you had to like be strong in your position. Um, but um, yeah, sometimes like as we're, we're discussing, there's a lot of power and sometimes just sitting back and like listening and really taking it in. And I've heard, I've seen that in some really powerful leaders in my experience mm-hmm. has been, they're the ones that they do say the least and then they sit back and they listen to everyone, every, all that everyone's saying in the meeting and um yeah, you don't always have to be first you just have to be right yeah and so they're taking in all the facts mm-hmm. you know and then then they can say okay well um well, what about this oh, okay mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like so you said this so what about that you know and then, then all of a sudden then they're throwing out stuff to challenge you um i mean i i don't take offense to it but some people get really like you know yeah. stressed out about it. They're like, right. oh my gosh, they challenge Well, that's me. the ego. You know, that's another book I read. You know, ego yeah. is the enemy. That's a stoic book Just I read. to so. be open, man. Open yeah. and listen. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say about being, you're, you know, growing up in, in, in that culture environment where you had to, you know, talk over people. I saw an interesting, and I said on the other podcast with Paul Hall, I saw an interesting clip of a guy who's a psychiatrist, psychologist, something like that. But he said from the, the you know, from the moment you're born to you're like seven, you're like uh, he used the analogy of a of an iPod, you know, where you just put the music on there. Like it has nothing, so mm-hmm. it's just you have to download all this music on there to listen to the music. So you're basically just observing mm-hmm. f- 
for those many years. So you think about some of these people that you're mentoring at this, you know, what was it, uh, college now? Or, yeah, yeah. And so they're they're coming from a background where they're coming from an environment to where where they were born till the seven. They were witnessing a lot of things, and yeah. that's that's what's in their mind. It's just there. It's downloaded. So you have to be able to deal with that, right? Yeah. So it goes back to like really, you know, having a great environment, home environment, going back to, you know, a good home, mother, father, or, you know, good home base you can, you know, being structured, you know, you got to, it all starts there right at the beginning, right? Yeah. You know, so it, uh, again, fast forward, opportunity to go somewhere, go to school for free, come up with a bunch of debt. Maybe you'll never be able to get a home and start a family because you just financially can't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's another thing you start thinking about. So maybe you don't want to do that. Oh, well, it is what it is. But if you do, you know what I mean? Like hence the quality of the life needs, that's the, that's the environment that we're in. And if people don't start realizing that they're just missing on opportunities, the people that do will just flourish because yeah. the resources are already established. Things are already there. I mean, if you listen to a podcast, right? I mean, Bradley Basics Podcast. I mean, I just did it, right? Like I talked about before. Like the operating income for this thing is like next to nothing. Yeah. It doesn't take any time at all. It doesn't take, it just takes some time. It doesn't take any kind of money. And what, what, what do I bring all these things in? It just forces me to read a lot. So I go and I get all these books and I read it. And I put them on my website. I got over 45 books on the Bradley Basics website. If anybody wants to go check it out, and mm. there's some cool reads there. I like Barnes and Noble. That's where I buy my books at. Have, you know, you can go to Barnes and Noble, you can get yourself an account. You can flag books you like, put them in your little wish list. Yeah. So when you're ready to read that book, you can just go there and buy it. Those books are usually coming a couple days and I have them. And I like a hard book. Yeah. I'm reading a great book right now from Mark Messier, you know, nobody wins alone, you know, about, about his leadership and, you know, his, his, uh, uh, you know, he's got about what, six Stanley cup rings, I think with Edmonton. And, but, you know, he just had a cool little story in the, in the, in the prologue of the book where, you know, I guess, you know, like a lot of these Canadian, like when they're up in Edmonton and these kind of remote areas, there's a lot of like Indian people yeah. that are up there and stuff like that. And there was just a story between like a Cherokee chief and his, and his grandson, and they were talking about the 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 the, uh, the uh, grandfather was explaining a story about you know pretty much the good and the bad wolf in an individual, and the the bad wolf is ego, angry, and all the bad things. The good wolf is kind, you know, all the good traits. And and then the the grandson says, well, you know what, which one uh, which one wins in life? And he goes, the grand the grandfather said, the one that you feed the most. Mm, yeah. So if you feed that bad part of yourself with negativity or ego or all oh, this guy's talking over me or I woe is me or I'm a, whatever it is, that's what's going to win. If you divert the other way, try to be kind, humble, that's the one's going to win. So it's really your choice. So it goes back to the old Bradley basics. You know, it's your choice mm -hmm. of good or bad, good or bad things happen gradually then suddenly. Yeah. Things are happening gradually then suddenly for you and I. That's what's happening because we've been doing the work. Mm -hmm. Right. So now we can take that and we can relate that process to other people and they can just do it quicker. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's it. exciting. I, I like that. It, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. We're an exciting time. Yeah. Exciting time. So, all right, everybody. That I, I believe that's a good podcast uh, with Sheena Suvak, another blockbuster one, maybe. <laughs> so, um, oh, well, no, let's a little side. What was it? Uh, it was like, I got a lot of comments about the, the toad. Oh and, my God! What did any, people any, say? Any more thoughts about the toad? What, what, were, what 
we're we, oh they they agreed with it oh my lanta are you seeing more toads evolve oh. or the, the toads uh turning into <laughs> frogs toads. well toads and frogs are different oh they're different oh okay here's some scientific facts for everyone <laughs> oh okay so we no it, it's it's so oh, ge- uh, we're getting I'm, the gender stuff uh, going on okay. no gen- no 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 uh it's it's uh no i i i find it just um yeah, I mean, I've noticed some toads yeah, in my life since we've hard. had our conversation. And yeah, the, yeah, those toads are not doing too good. Well, <laughs> That's what I'm noticing. It's, but. it's disappointing, I think, when you see someone who wants to live the life of what we call a toad, <laughs> and they have such potential to right be so much more than someone who's just putzing around and doing like on a plateau. Um, and they're good. They're, it's like, it's good enough for them. There's no motivation for them to want to progress more. And everyone has different, and and I I should preface this where, and I'm not saying this necessarily for toes, but I think everyone has a moment where they might be good where they're at and they feel good and they just want to stay there. I don't think there's anything unhealthy or wrong with that. Not everyone needs to be like a crazy, uh, aggressive, always go, 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 because you'll burn yourself out super quick. I think it's okay to enjoy the fruits of your labor for a moment. And then, you know, what's the next step? I think that that's, that's, that's a healthy thing. But I think when someone is okay with staying an entry level, we'll say until they retire, which there are folks, and I think that's maybe a toad characteristic, so to speak, Yeah, yeah. or they can't, they just throw their hands up really quickly and they don't try. That's another, I guess, toad observation <laughs> they lack some courage yeah it's which like is a, you know without that's the first virtue you yeah know, if you don't have courage i mean that's one that protects all the rest of them yeah i just feel like the uh yeah i i think they're they might be the first people to be so critical of others when they lack that courage as you mm-hmm. were saying you know and it's it's just like okay like just sit down <laughs> like you don't right. really, like you don't even know the first thing because you've never tried like how do you even have a perspective of a position of power in that conversation. It's a, it's a form of cruelty. Yeah. You know, like one of the things from Seneca, one of the Stoic guys is, what was it saying? He's like, all, all weakness comes from, you know, all weakness comes from cruelty or something like that. You yeah. know, like, or, yeah. you know, or all cruelty comes from weakness. That's, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like it's that's true. what happens, you know, yeah. people get cruel. Yeah. They're, they're, just... They just get cruel. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's that's crazy. A, that's and funny. then someone's got to deal with them, and then then it gets then it's not good. Well, then it, I think it's like <laughs> you know? okay, then we you know is it a is it a a measure of someone actually sitting down with the with the said toad and saying you know understanding them right because maybe the toad's a person who's not saying anything right they're just and no one they don't find them approachable so they're like oh why would I you know they don't they make assumptions without actually asking he or her you know she or him mm-hmm. you know so it's um. Or, or, or they, um, you know, and asking the individual, you know, kind of, you know, where are you at? Do you like what you're doing? Kind of stuff like that. And maybe there are things that they never even considered, mm-hmm. right? Maybe someone who, I think someone who's an intuitive leader or manager might say, you know, I think they're really good at this and this, and maybe we should have them do more of that. Um, but never properly communicate that with that person. That could be it, sure. So I think there's potential of grooming those folks but i think it just takes that effort so mm-hmm. as we've said before in, in other conversations someone who's a manager doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good leader so you have the title of a manager and you have people under you but 
are you actually trying to develop and groom and, and help motivate and help them feel their best selves? Like, right. That takes a good, a good leader to do that. Yeah. It, it, also, we go back to that psych- psychiatrist or psychologist, whatever, you know, that for someone's born till seven, you don't know how they grew up either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and then we, you try to apply your logic and things that have worked for you and maybe it doesn't work for them. Right. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe that's the st- step that you start. So, all right. Well, yeah, well, we could go on and on about that as well too. So, but anyways, <laughs> all right, everybody, I, I appreciate uh, everybody listening actually across the globe. I've got like some listeners like uh, over in France and Germany. And, That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of some in California, believe it or not, all, all throughout awesome. the United States. I mean, the, the line share room in Jersey, but there's a lot of Ohio and so in Washington. So I want to thank all the people that are listening. And, um, uh, you know, I've got an email, you know, Bradley or Sean at BradleyBasics.com. So anybody can email me anything. And if they want to ask a question or something like that, I think maybe I'll start adding that to these podcasts. I'm not, yeah. not other people do that. But uh, anyways, appreciate your time, everybody. And uh, enjoy your day. Take care.